Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by... Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm John. Yes, you are. You're John. I'm still John. Yeah. Or Johnny. Johnny to me. What are we talking about today? We're talking about feelings today. Okay. But more specifically, um, we're talking, I think we we need to be talking about who's responsible for feelings and and where do they sit within each of us? Because um, I think we encounter this every day. I know I certainly encounter it with you when we're out driving. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Don't I? Sorry, just as a precursor, because I'm male, <laughs> um, generally I, I don't want to talk about feelings. <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't stereotype yourself, okay, honey. Okay. I don't believe that's true. Okay. You just think that, well, you don't think that uh, men uh, generally or some percentage have a trouble um, expressing or getting in touch with their feelings? Oh, I think some women have the same problem. Okay. Yeah, I, I want to take gender out of the discussion. Okay, so some people have trouble... Some people. Have, ...getting in touch with their feelings or expressing their feelings or being present to other people's feelings. Yeah. Okay, regardless yeah. of whether male or female. Yeah, regardless of whether male or female. Cool. So, cool. Yes, uh, I know. It, it, yeah, historically has probably been tougher for males. There you go. And also depending on, yeah... You know, culture and upbringing, all of those things. So let's just say we all know that, we all get that, but let's just treat all of us equal. Okay, cool. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. So who's responsible for our feelings? Yeah, who's responsible? And now I want to come back to you. Okay. 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 I want to come back to you driving. (laughs) Yes. Okay. And I want to come back to road rage. Yes. What do I say to you so often when you're driving with passion? What do I say? Don't... Give your power away. That's correct. Mm. Don't give your power away to a total stranger. Yeah, yeah. And what... When when would I typically say that to you, Johnny? When I'm cranky. That's right. When mm. you're cranky at yeah. a driver yeah. who has what, done what? Apparently, when I'm cranky at anything, <laughs> you say, don't give your power away. And uh, what's even more annoying about that is you're right. <laughs> Okay, which Correct. then, which means I get then more cranky, <laughs> and then I'm giving my power away to you. That's correct. Yeah, I see the irony there. That's correct. So I I want to spend a little bit more time talking about this whole, and I'm not talking about you and road rage, but let's just talk generally because I I get stirred up when I've, you know, encountered somebody on the road. You've never been angry in your life. Doing something. (laughs) So, for example, and that's probably the easiest example to give is, you know, you're on the road, somebody cuts you off. Or somebody cuts in front of you and then they decide they're going to drive at 40 kilometres an hour and you've been happily sticking to the speed limit of 60 kilometres an hour. Mm -hmm. So they've gone to all the trouble of getting in front of you and then lo and behold, for some weird reason, they seem to slow down and you could walk faster than than they're driving. And, um, And then I notice in you, for example, that you tend to get angry about that Mm -hmm. and... um, and let that person, uh, that the behaviours of that person uh, irritate you. Hmm. Well, if the first feeling we're talking about is anger, mm. and we've done a podcast on anger, um, then yeah. uh, you would know if you'd listened to that podcast that uh, um, owning your own feelings, including anger, 
yeah. is the surface emotion for hurt in most instances. Yeah. So when someone cuts me off in traffic and only because of me overdosing on self-awareness in the last few years, um, I can now connect that to with mindfulness. It only took three minutes to have the word mindfulness come in. Um, uh, that uh, I don't like it when I'm not um, considered, when someone doesn't care about me. Right. So I have a, um, a, a someone doesn't care about me button. Right. And the way that I express that is with anger. Right. Yeah. So I'm hurt because someone didn't care about me and I express it with anger. Yeah. yeah. And that v- comes to the surface very quickly hmm. when somebody cuts you off Yeah. And in the traffic. That's it. And if you in the business of, of, of trying to get into that gap between the, the actual action or the, the incident, yep. uh, the catalyst, and your reaction to that, um, to create a little gap in the middle there, to actually have a, a moment or a half a second of thought of why am I angry, um, then you grow your self-awareness around uh, the origin of that anger. Mm. And for me, it was around not being cared about. Yeah. So when someone cuts me off in traffic, I can, I can have a knee-jerk reaction of, of uh, swearing like buggery. And, and, and blaming that person for my life. Yep. Or I can just take half a second, one breath, and go, this is my stuff. There, there could be a whole bunch of reasons that person got in front of me, which includes them not caring. Right. Okay, but it is their life and their journey, and I have a choice now. That's right. So how, how often do you think you, you practice that level of mindfulness when somebody cuts you off in the a traffic? Lot, a lot more than you realise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more often than you believe. Trust me on that one. Okay. We'll come back to that actually Mm. later on. But what that does lead us into rather beautifully is this idea of um, can people make you feel things? Hmm. Um, Because that's, um, you know, I find that quite interesting when I'm talking, say, to business owners who will say to me, my employee um, did this mm. and it, I just feel so frustrated or yeah. I feel so mad or he made me feel he made me feel you know yeah. or I exploded because he just yeah. got to me yep and you'll use you'll justify that by saying anyone would have felt mm. that way when that situation happened yeah he made me feel she made me feel that government makes me feel yeah so you're saying and in your words you're giving your power away to every one of those places and people and That's sitting, right. And saying that they created how I felt. Yeah. And you, quite rightly, when I've had this conversation with you in the past, you said, well, people are, people need people. We need connection. Right. And we love being connected to other people. It's part of the human condition. Right. Um, but but, it, but that exposes you. That, that makes you a little fragile to the world, right? And that is then if someone else says something or cuts you off in traffic or criticises you or tells you you can't have what you want or, or has a go at you. Right? Yeah. And you go, oh, okay, I, I'm now hurt. Mm. And they have hurt me. Yeah. Uh, because I want them to like me. I want them to feel like I'm a good person. I want them to say that they, uh, they want them to praise yeah, me. Yeah, because we all want that, that sense of, you know, being heard and, and being loved. That's right. I guess. So, so is it their responsibility? Yeah, that's right. That's the fundamental question. Yeah, did they make you feel? Did they make you feel? I, I find that incredible because if you really dwell on that comment, which we have done mm. a long hours and hours and hours, haven't mm. we? Really, we've had this sort of discussion over the whole twenty years I've known you. We we find this quite interesting to talk about. We should talk about the the weather more. I think. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Okay, no. Come on. no, I like what we're doing. Okay. Um, but what what's quite interesting is. 
by making that statement, you know, that person made me feel angry, that person made me feel sad, that person made me feel frustrated, it's almost like giving that person a power or a control over you that you would not normally acknowledge. Hmm. You know, we, we're quite sceptical when it comes to mind readers and when it comes to hypnotists. Um, not all of us believe that a hypnotist can make you do anything, yeah. for example, yet we're very quick to say, that person made me cry. Yeah, or that video or that movie yeah. or that, that ad. You yeah, know, it yeah. made me cry. It made me cry. But in fact, when we sit down and see it logically, yeah. Like, you know, James Martin, wasn't it? The hypnotist, mm. when he comes to town, mm. we go into those rooms quite sceptical because it's like nobody's going to tell me what to do. Mm. But every day, and I think the other thing that's quite interesting too is out of, you know, the 10 times I hear someone say they made me angry, they mm. made me cry, they made me feel terrible, mm. Um, if I was to look at, you know, a, a selection of 10 comments, I'd have to honestly say that probably 7 out of 10, probably 8 out of 10 are related to negative emotions. That you hold personally. No, that people claim. Oh, so, okay. You know, this person made me angry. This person made me sad. This person made me feel bad. Mm. This person made me jealous. Oh, okay. Well, As opposed to, I don't hear me. very often, this person made me feel great. Mm. This person made me feel joyous. Mm. It's quite interesting to me that when we have moments of euphoria mm. and we have moments of absolute joy in ourselves, which we all do, mm. we usually take our, we usually take hold ourselves responsible for that. You know, mm. like, oh, I managed to get myself out of it and now yeah, it's okay, I've, I've got on with it. Yeah. We never credit someone else, oh, usually. Might, yeah, you, yeah, that's true. But you do get um, inspiring people. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and you do have um, uh, uh, other moments of joy and happiness from an experience. Yeah. Yeah, so, so there is uh, situations and people that can give you good feelings, um, but all of the negative ones... Uh, you're saying that made me feel. You well, well, anecdotally, we seem to be quicker to assign blame on others yep. than acknowledge the positive influence that they've had hmm. um, in our behaviour, in our reaction. Hmm. So it's it, it's so much easier to say you've made me mad than it is to say you've made me joyous. Yeah. You know, we, those those types of positive ones we say we've done for ourselves. Yeah. They're the ones that get in the way. Unless we're going to see a comedian. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's they, made us have a good belly laugh. No, that's right. So if you're giving your power away to a whole bunch of yeah, situations right. and people. It and, tends and to be negative power. It tends to be negative. And, and, and it has a, and once again, when you're feeling bad, yeah. um, you, you, you don't want to own that you, you, because if you own that, then that's a bit, it's a bit close to the core, right? Well, that's, yeah. that's true. It, that, means, that's it means you've got true. to own your buttons. It means you've got to own your fears. It means yeah. you, you have to be vulnerable and, and show the world that, that, uh, uh, that when someone cuts me off in traffic, I don't feel cared about. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it comes back to that whole notion of where you're giving your power away. Mm -hmm. Because if you've said that Sally Jane has made you feel sad, then Sally Jane's a pretty powerful person. That's true. To and make that happen to you. That's true. And we, we did actually, we used to run a, um, uh, an exercise uh, in one of the groups that I was involved in years ago where a person would say a comment to each person around the room, the same comment, uh, and then we would uh, find out the reactions from all of the people. So you could say to someone, I think you're stupid. 
and then go to the next person and say, I think you're stupid. Go to the next person and say, I think you're stupid. Next person, I think you're stupid. And at the end of that process, mm. you then go to each one of those individuals and say, how did you feel hearing that? What was it like to, to hear that? And the responses were vast and right. different. Yeah, And right. you, you would have someone who goes, I was hurt. And the next person say, oh, really, uh, that, that hit me to the core. I was angry. Another person says, oh, it didn't bother me at all. Yeah. Yeah. And the next person say, um, I didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't get any feelings at all from that one. Next person say, I was devastated. Yeah. Right? And that's all from the same comment. Yeah. So each person had a different reaction. That's right. Based on their own buttons. Yeah, based on their own buttons, their own history and their own upbringing. Yeah. So I yeah. guess essentially the question is, can somebody make you feel sad or can somebody make you feel angry or make you feel jealous or make you feel mad, yeah. do you think? Do you think someone else can do that to another human being? I think there's a balance and I think if you're in a negative environment over an extended period and you don't have the tools, uh, yeah. uh, you were brought up in a family that didn't give you a, a, a sense of self, a self-loving presence yeah. um, and then you're exposed to a constant and oh, prolonged yeah. negative yeah, experience with domestic violence or bullying, bullying that sort yeah. of stuff, then, yeah. then um, the resources that we hold inside get eroded away yeah. um, and those people have that power. And you don't have the tools yeah. to, to match it or get away from that power. Yeah. Okay. But if you did have a, a, an unconditionally loving experience at some point, yeah. then there is a part of you that says, just maybe I don't deserve this. Yeah. Just maybe I'm not stupid. Yeah. Just maybe I'm good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I'm going to choose uh, to not be in the presence of this negativity. Yeah. Or I'm going to uh, speak up assertively. Yeah. Okay. And say an I statement, which yep. we can talk about in a minute. Um, and that is to say, I feel this when that happens. And then uh, you say, I'm going to own the feeling and I'm going to reject the power that, I, that, that you were trying to take from me or that I was uh -huh, going yep, yep. to give to you. Great, good point. Yep. And, uh, and I'm going to move forward in a more self-loving and accepting uh, space in my mind. Yeah, great. Okay. But you need the tools to start with. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. Yeah. Excellent point there, actually. So it, it is about a balance and it is about your inner tools. Yeah. And it's also, too, about um, being aware of the language that you use when you are the person who may, in fact, be in a, uh, a more confident state. Um, if there's a power inequality? Is that what yeah, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Um, because even acknowledging, uh, if, if you get to the point of going, look, I, I'm responsible for my own feelings um, and if I'm struggling with that, then I probably need to go find some tools yeah. to help me become or feel more empowered yeah. where I can overcome this environment or the power that someone else that's has it. over me. And that's when you have an opportunity to get in touch with that, those past yeah. negative experiences and review them yeah, uh, and see the truth in them yeah, and see the origin of them and know that it wasn't you yeah. and that you are good enough and that you are lovable and that you are and you do have value yeah, um, and you grow your self-esteem. Mm. Um, then when the time comes for your buttons to be pushed, each experience of that, you get an opportunity to practice self-love yeah, and to use some mindfulness um, to go, I oh, know at this... I'm not going to own. I'm not going to own that. That's their stuff. Yeah, that's their thing. Yeah, that's. I'm not going to give my power away. That's it. I'm not going to give my power away to someone else who's having a bad day. Yeah. I'm still going to uh, be okay with them because that's where they're at. Yeah, that's right. Okay, but that's I'm not. Exactly but right. I'm not going to. I'm not going to own that. I'm going to say no. I'm. I'm. I'm good enough. Yeah. 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 
But for some people, that's that's quite a journey to get to that point, particularly yeah. if they've been in a abusive yeah. uh, relationship for a very long time. Yeah, if it comes from family of oh, origin. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely right. So so what where would that where would someone like that begin if they if they suddenly have the realization, look, this is this is a, a not a good environment for me to be in. Yes, I am giving my power away, but I'm powerless to do anything about it. Yeah. What's the first step that they could be taking to change that for them, John? Um, if they can find the self-love light within, yeah. the presence within. And as I said, um, at some point in, in their history, if they had an experience of, of unconditional love of a person, that love them no matter what, a person that said they were wonderful, if they can um, somehow reconnect with that feeling and that experience and say, okay, I'm going to build on that. So I have all of this negativity, I have all this fear, I have all this um, um, abuse, all right, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's pushing me into the ground. You say, okay, so what can I do now to try and survive this? And it's to get in touch with that part of them that says I'm okay. Right. Part of them that says that I am valuable, and to um, start uh, with strategies, start to use I am statements. And that is that I am good enough, I am smart enough, I am pretty enough, yeah. I am I am good enough. So if you can start to exercise that muscle of self love. Oh yeah, just start there. Just simple. exercise the muscle of self love, and just keep using it with I am statements. And and as I said before, um, to remove yourself from the negativity whilst you're growing your self-love. Yeah. yeah. Saying, I, I I, am better than this and I need this space and I don't need to be around this negativity. It's it's making it really hard for me yeah. to find me. Yeah. So I'm going to, yep. I think that's a really good point um, and I can really relate that to small business people. Um, a couple of things there that um, one thing Brene Brown talks about is um, sharing your stories with somebody who's worthy of hearing them. Mm. Um, and I think that relates beautifully to what you've said about, you know, removing yourself from that negativity and, and finding that space. And I know when I talk to small business people about managing the stress mm. of, you know, that comes up from time to time with um, owning and growing a small business mm. is to always make sure that you have somebody who can listen to you unconditionally yeah. and without judgment yeah. that you can confide in. Yeah. Uh, and in some instances, that's actually not uh, the person you're in a relationship with no. because if that's your life partner... There's a whole bunch of dynamics there. And they don't yeah. have the same values mm. around business ownership or entrepreneurship as you do, yeah. it can be hard to go to somebody like that and say, I'm feeling worried, stressed, or it's even hard to engage in a conversation if that person is saying, I knew you'd put our house on the line or I yeah. knew that yeah. you'd be hopeless at this or I knew that this was a stupid idea to open a boat shop or whatever yeah. it was. And if you, and if you pick that, that partner where well, you picked each other and you mm. picked each other based on a dynamic of, um, uh, of, of, of your relationship that says, you know, that person's the fixer and this person is the doer and this person is the talker and this one is the listener, you, you have all those little dynamics along the way that make your relationship have balance, right? And, and if part of your balance is that your partner is the one that goes and fixes problems, uh, but they're not the one that listens to you unconditionally. Yeah, that's right. Then they're probably not the one to talk about 
That's exactly right. And that's the point that I made. And I'm not talking about keeping secrets Mm, with people. I'm not talking of advocating that at all. Mm. What I am saying, though, is if you need to go and talk to somebody, as you've just said, find that little inner bit of self-worth that says, I am a good business person. I am a good entrepreneur. I'm not afraid to take a risk. And that's key to building business. And I'm proud of me. Yeah, I'm proud of me and I'm proud of the effort Mm. that I'm putting in at the moment. If you can find that little piece of you that that loves that and that appreciates that, then use that little piece to go and talk to somebody who's going to really listen unconditionally and without judgment. So yeah. share that little piece to help come back to a position of power. That's it. And that little with piece. With the right person. Absolutely. And that little piece is the mechanism to move. That's exactly right? right. And then when you're in front of someone that loves you or cares for you unconditionally, um, then you can actually talk to them about your fears. You yeah, can talk that's to them exactly about right. Your, your stress, your worries, yeah. the, uh, all of the, the, uh, the fears that I am not good enough, the fears that I, um, I'm yeah. no good, worthless, useless, and I'm, I'm making mistakes and I'm failing and all that sort of stuff. Someone that you can say that to. Who will not sit in judgment. Will not sit in judgment. They will just hear it and be present to it. Yes. And allow you to find your way through it. Yes. Yeah. Because the minute I can come to and acknowledge those feelings, mm. the minute I acknowledge them mm. to somebody without fear of judgment, yep. they lose their power. They do. They, they do. absolutely lose their power. Yep. And suddenly, if you can say to somebody, say from a business perspective, you know what? I'm really hopeless with money. I'm really, you know, I'm going to lose every cent yep. that we have. I'm going to lose the house. Yeah. The minute you can actually say that, if you need to say that to somebody, mm. you'll you'll have greater power to hold on to the house and to make some money. Strange, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't that strange? Yeah. So every word and, That's every, right. and every tear yeah. shed is, is is weight released. Yeah, and that's you, exactly and right. And if you be in an environment with someone who cares for you unconditionally and allows you to say that out, and they're not going to say things like, don't be stupid, you're wonderful, you're fantastic, everything yeah, no, will be fine. Yeah, no, they just listen. Yeah, or don't be stupid, you can do this, you can do that. No, you yeah, just no. want them to be present to your that's pain. That's right, not fix anything, yeah. not try and make you feel better, just hear you. Yep, relieve your pain. Yep, relieve the pain, just yeah. hear it. Yeah. You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. So that's, I guess, you know, we've kind of gotten into the more extreme circumstances have, yeah. of, of that. But if we were just to talk more generally, let's get back to the surface yeah, level stuff. Your own feelings. Yeah, about owning your own feelings. Yeah. You know, you've just had coffee with your sister and your sister just told you, I don't know, you're, you've always been no good at... Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're messy. You know, you yeah, you're messy. You haven't brushed there your you hair, go. you haven't washed your clothes. You're, yeah, you're, you're messy. You're late. Can your sister really make you mad? Can she with those sorts of fly of throwaway comments? Well, if you if you if you want to give your power away, right. then and, and I'm in the business of being okay with people giving their power away until they've had enough. Yeah. So um, uh, when stuff gets in the way and when it starts to affect your life negatively, and you're having a prolonged period of that, and you go, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I'm yeah. exhausted. I'm continually upset or angry or sad or affected by other people's actions then you go, okay, I'm exhausted. I, I need to do something different. Yeah. You say, okay, well, what are the, so what do you do different? You say, well, you, uh, first thing you can say is, well, I'm, I'm going to start to own my feelings. 
Right. All right. I've already have the tools in there. I've got the light, the right. self-love. I'm going to build on it. And the way I do that is to say, that's their stuff, not mine. Yeah, that's right. And then your I am statements. And that is that I am good enough. I am smart enough. I am intelligent enough. That's right. Yeah, and I'm um, I'm worth more than this. Yes, and so I'm. I guess as an extension of that, it's it's that notion that nobody can make you feel mad. Hmm. Only you can make you feel mad. Yeah, you because allow. you're going to have a choice that says I'm going to give them my power mm. and I'm going to get angry here. That's it. And and it's. A, uh, I'm trying to think of a terrible example, but if someone walked up to you and said that you're a, a big fat uh, uh, African American. Right, and you go. Well, no, I'm not. Mm. That's not me. No. So that has no effect over me. You've just got that so wrong. So I, I'm not feeling anything other than you obviously can't yeah. see well. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So then, if someone else comes up and says to you, "You're an ugly, useless, stupid person," right? And you go, "Okay, I'm actually, I'm, I'm not that ugly. I'm reasonably intelligent, and and I sort of like who I am." So, right. so I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to give my power away to that either. Right. That's just as ridiculous as the other statement. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess, you know, likewise too, if you walk into a situation and you see somebody who's not doing something that you expected they should be doing mm. and that riles within you an anger or, or a resentment, yep. um, I guess keeping in mind that they're actually just doing their thing, you're choosing to get angry and yeah. you're choosing to feel resentful sure. um, can also be empowering if you can take a moment to be mindful and say, oh, I've got anger coming up here around this. Yeah. I'm choosing to let this person get under my skin. Yeah, they're not making me angry. No. I'm choosing, I'm choosing. anger. I'm actually choosing anger here. You say, okay, well, if I'm choosing anger, then why am I choosing anger? And then you go into your yeah. self-awareness and you go, okay, that's me and my values around doing things a certain way. I say to myself that this is the way to do things and it is the way that should be done. And I'm now watching someone who's not doing it my way. That's right. And that, uh, and I have a lot of value in my way. Yeah. Okay, so that, that's why I'm feeling that. Yeah. So And... and- with that level of thinking, that that level of mindfulness, I have to, and, and I I practice that, yep. but I have to say that initially that approach to hang on a second, I'm checking in with myself and I'm feeling angry here. Mm. That approach does take a bit of practice. Yeah, well, you some you don't have a gap to yeah. start with, right? Um, I can give you a classic example, and maybe mm. I've said this in a previous episode, I don't remember, but I was in a workshop. Um, Oh, a couple of months ago, and we were talking about um, Billy Goat and, and all that had gone on with Billy Goat. And I, as you know, I've told that Billy Goat story about a million times. But there was a piece of the story that came up in the interviewer's questions mm. to me, which had to do with superannuation, yep. which pushed my button because... Yeah. Of you know what happened around all of that, and and I actually started to cry mm. um, at that moment. Eight years, mm. no, six years after the whole thing yep. had, had, uh, we'd experienced six years ago. Yep. So six years later, I started to cry, and um, and I had to say to the interviewer at that point in time, I'm noticing here that I'm crying. We're all noticing that mm. I'm crying. 
can we just stop for a moment because I need to process what's going on in my head that's making me cry. Yeah, and it wasn't your question. It was my reaction. Yeah, it wasn't your question. It was my reaction. And Mm. so I had to actually, and they were beautiful and said, of course, of course, you know. But I actually had to take a couple of minutes to go into myself and revisit what was the part of my history that made me cry. Now, I was fortunate in that I was in a room of very caring, supporting supportive people and I basically said I need to take some time out of my life right at this point in time Mm. to reflect on why I'm crying Mm. because it took me a couple of minutes to come back to being present in the room. Now, because I've processed that feeling and I've processed the trigger, I can get there quicker. So if I start talking about, you know, losing superannuation at that time, Um, six years ago, it doesn't have the same level of emotion to Mm. it now. I can tell that story quite easily without it crying, without me crying, but it took a bit of practice to get there. Yeah. So, so each time your button was pushed, uh, the more aware you became of its origin and processed that, the less power it had next time. Right. Which meant your your periods of feeling bad right. became less often and less intense. Yes, and that's the point that, of sharing that story now mm. is to is to be able to say to people when you first get this mm. and you first go, hang on, there's a gap between what I'm saying and what I'm feeling, mm. and you play in that gap. That can feel like a long time. Yeah. But the more often you're willing to go and play in that gap. Yeah the quicker it becomes to process. So you get to the point then where that person can no longer make you angry because you've spent time. Yeah, and if you, and if once again, if you're the structured person and you'd like a tool, um, you can write down uh, and and use this as your, um, the the rhetoric you use in your head. And that is, I'm feeling this when that happens because of that. Yeah. So I'm feeling um, sad, Angry. angry. When I am criticised because I was criticised a lot when I was younger. Yeah. And when I wanted to feel loved. Yeah. Okay. So I'm feeling when because of. They're the three key areas. And then you fill in the rest. So I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling feeling sad. I'm feeling sad. When someone, uh, when when I... um, it, it, I'm reminded of uh, an area in my life where I felt like I was a failure. Okay. Yeah. So I'm feeling sad when someone reminds me or suggests that I'm a failure because of the time in my life where I felt like I was a failure. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you so you go and own it and you process it. Yeah. And then you can, at the end of that process, say, well, I'm not a failure because I got wisdom from that that I'm right. helping so many people because right. of that experience. And what a gift. And I think there's something quite empowering by understanding that we can own our own emotions and work through them. Yep. And then when suddenly, if we're able to do that, we actually don't give our power away. That's it. And if to you, somebody else when they push our buttons. Absolutely. And if you're in a, a relationship with a with a partner or a, or a business colleague or a boss or anyone like that, you can actually use the first part of that uh, forthright, for, uh, with, uh, be forthright and say it out loud. Yeah. So if a boss comes in and says, you're supposed to have that done by 10, right, and it's now quarter past, that's not good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And then you notice in yourself that you're feeling um, uh, bad 
It's, right. it's pushed your button and you're going, I, and he does this to me every day. Yeah. And and it's and I'm exhausted from it. Yeah. Makes me feel like crap every day yeah, like I'm no good. Can't stand it. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to I'm going to do a forthright thing here. Right. And I'm going to own the feeling. Uh, but I'm going to say it out loud. Okay, do it. So um when I'm criticized, I feel I feel really bad when I feel like I'm being criticized. Because uh, well, you don't have to go into the because because you can go into the because if you want to. So, yeah, because yeah. I was criticised when I was younger. Yeah. Like when I really wanted to be loved. Yeah. But you can just say in that first bit, just the first couple, I feel bad when I'm criticised. Yeah, I feel hurt when I'm criticised. Okay. And yeah. then I'm going to play devil's advocate here and put you on the spot and I'm going to be the boss and come back and go, well, I wouldn't criticise you if you actually got the job done when I asked you to. Um, I'm, I'm feeling worse because you're continuing to criticise me. Yeah, I feel worse when I'm continually criticised. I'm perpetually criticised. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm owning it. That's me. I feel bad when someone when I'm criticised. Yeah. Yeah. Do you necessarily have to own it with the person that you're having that struggle with? No, no. You can process it like you That's did. right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So you don't have to say those that that structured statement mm. to the person who is you know, pushing the button. No, but you might say it to, as we've said earlier on, yeah. someone that you can trust will allow you to process with that person. That's true, but it's worth a try. And, and a lot of people yeah. have tried it. Yeah, um, yeah. You actually find that the person that was criticising had no idea what was happening. Yeah. And you're not, you're not blaming them for your feeling. You're owning your feelings. You say, I feel hurt when I'm criticised. Yeah. Yeah. That affects me deeply. Yeah. Yeah, when I'm criticised. Just by saying that, I think that there'd be a huge amount of uh, people that would, would go, oh, okay, when can you get it done by? I'll get it done by 10.30. Yeah, that's, that's true, actually. That's yeah. true. It takes the power out of the... Yeah, out of the dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's a really good point. Hmm. Um, I, and I think we have to acknowledge to go on, go to the other side of the, um, of the spectrum, I guess, where if I'm responsible for how I feel... Am I then responsible for how other people feel? Yeah, am I responsible for how other people feel? Mm. And the reason I think this is so powerful or, and it's so important to discuss today in this episode is because I've had, I have encountered people who go, well, I know I can't make people feel happy, sad or whatever. That's their issue. Mm. Therefore, I'm just going to say whatever I like because if they are offended, then that's, that's their issue. I don't care. Mm. And some people see that as a license then to be rude and abusive and mm. um, to not be very caring because they believe it doesn't matter what I say because if you've got a problem with what I say, that's your problem. Mm. So it kind of almost gives them an excuse to be mean. Well, then, then, you've, then there's the compassionate balance, I call it. Yeah, okay, I so, agree. Okay, so you, you recognise that other people uh, have different journeys. And yeah, they, that's and they right. Have different histories. And levels of awareness. Levels of awareness. So when you're present to someone. Right. And, and, and the other example of that or another example of that is that I said good morning to someone and they started crying. Yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. yeah or I walked in and said, oh, that was due at uh, 10 o'clock. It's now 10 past. When, when will that be done? And that person gets angry. Yeah, yeah. And you go, oh my God, I made them angry. Yeah. I made them angry by asking them why it was 10 minutes late. Yeah, that's true. So you can go, okay, that's not me. 
that's them. Yeah, yeah. That's them. But getting yeah. back to that whole notion of um, I'm not responsible for the feelings of others, therefore mm. if I want to talk to them like crap, I'm going to do that because if they take it badly, that's their issue, mm. not my issue, yeah. kind of negates this whole argument really or this whole discussion that we're having. Mm. So I guess it's about being aware that others don't have, may not have yeah. The same level of awareness. They may not have listened to this episode. Hmm. There you go. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So uh, it, it, we're once again we're coming to a balance, right? And that right. is, you say, okay, I'm I recognise that in the vast majority of cases, I'm responsible for my feelings. That's right. And I'm going to take ownership of them, and I'm going to process them when right. I have them, and in particular when I have bad feelings. Yeah. Then you go, okay, so that means I'm not wholly responsible for other people's feelings. That's right. Um, but I do recognise that other people have different journeys right. and are at different levels of awareness. Right. So I'm going to um, uh, moderate yeah, the, that's way, it. the way that that's I work it. with other people in the world. And when there's adverse reactions, right. don't take that personally. Don't take it personally. Yeah. But perhaps also learn from it too because yeah. Um, yeah. You know, there's something really special about those people, isn't there, that makes everyone else, you know, if you're the sort of person that makes other people feel special, yeah. then that you're a beautiful human. Yeah, that's Because that's, you're, you're a light that everyone wants to fly towards. As long as you, you don't expect the same in return. Yeah, as yeah. long as you do it unconditionally. <laughs> there you do go. it unconditionally, then, yeah. it's, then it's a beautiful thing. And, and not many of us have that, so you stand out as a special human. They do, don't they? Yeah, you do. You notice those people. Those yeah, you people do. You notice those it. people who make you feel good. You want to be around them because they make you feel good. Yeah, that's And it. I'd, I, you know, I'd aspire to be one of those people. Yeah, when in a world where people like connecting to people, it would be uh, nice to think that you're um, seen as a, a, a calming, peaceful, happy person. That people want to be around. People want to be around, yeah, yeah. and want to connect with. Yeah. That seems like a lovely way to end the episode, Johnny. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Thank oh, you. Thanks, person, for yeah. listening. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time. <laughs>